Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. All right, Bombshell, welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber Hurdle. And I'm pretty sure you all are going to freak out after you get all the goods from our guest today. We'll be talking to Christy Lawrence, but before I even give you a hint of why she is so awesome, I want to give a shout out to someone who took the time to leave a rating and review this time on the Bombshell Business app. Of course, we launched that to give you a one-stop shop for all things Bombshell. So the podcast, all of our Bombshell Business Experts are on there, all of the blog posts, of course, the the which bombshell business woman personality type are you, all of that is on there. And that way you don't have to hunt it down. You don't have to remember which show note to look up and all that good jazz. Let's see here. Alex Design says, great app for excellent podcast. This new app from Amber really makes it easy to access all the great content she produces. This includes her podcast, business advice, and featured guests. The app works great, and I use it all the time. Thank you, Alex Designs, for taking the time to do that. Of course, anytime you leave a rating or review for the show, for the book, or the app, or anything, you are encouraging another woman to come and get the goods, too. And hopefully, together, we can continue to empower each other with knowledge to give us that confidence we need to be a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident fempreneur. Okay, so let's dive right in. You know, I like to get to it. Christy Lawrence, y'all. When hi. I, hi. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to love her. She is, in, in the South, we say a ringtail tutor. Let me tell you a little bit about her, and then we're going to dive right into her interview. So, I gosh, but first, what, what is that? A ringtail ring tutor? tutor? You know, I don't even know. I might even have to Google that. We just say it in the South. Like, if somebody is super fun and rambunctious, and I mean that in a good way, they're a ringtail tutor. I'll take it. These are things that you have to, you know, take notes on in Australia and you can switch with me and you can teach me your terms. <laughs> so Christy is a four-time award-winning tech founder of Plan. And I'm sure if you have anything to do with Instagram, you know that this is a hit Instagram scheduling app that has a million downloads across 120 countries and is in the top 1,000 Apple apps. Y'all, that is so hard to do. There are a bajillion apps out there. Her success was not easy. And I think we'll get into this a little bit. She actually had a freak brain trauma. And a lot of that is why she evolved into the world where she is now. She left her day job to design, create, and bootstrap plan in order to help others make a living doing what they love. So in less than a year, she built a seven-figure business, had multiple melanomas removed and turned down a multi-million dollar acquisition because she's still got more work to do. She was what? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes, girl. I can feel the energy already. See, she's like ready to get out of the gate. She's like, okay, okay, let's get to it. I'm one of those really annoying people that wakes up at 530 in the morning, excited to start work. (laughs) So that's amazing. But that's how you're allowed to hate me right now. (laughs) No, no, no. I, I, I dream that for everybody. She's got a team based across the globe and recently hired her husband as her COO. So I love that massive girl power there. 
Chrissy, welcome officially to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Thank you. So nice of you to have me. Thank you. So usually I'd like to kind of get into the mind of the woman. So I know you've accomplished a lot and I definitely want to get into the nitty gritty of what plan does and how bombshells can use that to really strengthen their Instagram accounts and their social media influence. But can you get into a little bit about this freak brain trauma? That sounds pretty serious. Yeah, of course. It it was, it was pretty crazy. So I worked in corporate advertising and I was making TV, TV commercials for one of the biggest Australian insurance companies. They own like five different insurance brands. And I was responsible for social media, for their online execution, for their big billboards and radio. So like full integrated campaigns. And I woke up one morning and got out of bed and everything just kind of didn't feel right. I was like, this is, this is bizarre. And then over the course of the next couple of days, I got dizzy. Like the world just felt like it was moving every time I turned my head. And it started to feel, it got worse and worse and worse. So you know that feeling when you've had way too much red wine and you go to bed and the entire room just wah, spins? Wah, wah, wah. yeah. <laughs> and, oh, it's horrendous to feel like you're in a But I had that 24-7. So it was like being in a jumpy castle while being on a boat 24-7 and, and it did not go away. So I had brain scans and ear and ear specialists and all sorts. And after a year, like this is a long time, um, the doctors all told me that I was never going to recover and that my husband was going to be helping me in and out of the shower every day for the rest of my life. Wow. And I was not a happy, I was not a happy person. <laughs> it was very depressing. So after a couple of months of this, I was going to work and fell down um, an escalator in a public transport area because I just I had no balance I couldn't move that well lost all my mobility and vision and then you can't eat because it just you, know, you just feel too just too sick I was definitely not pregnant like all the doctors thought <laughs> and then after the accident down the escalator I was like okay well I'm gonna have to be at home now look after myself and try and get better and I would lie on the floor and I would draw and I would illustrate and I would put it on Instagram and then I started selling my work and I started making more money doing that than I did at my corporate job. Wow. And that, that's kind of, you can see where this is going. <laughs> yeah. So when did you have the aha moment that Instagram was the jam for, for marketing? It was growing, it was growing really quickly and it was highly creative and I'm super visual. So it made, I, I was spending more and more time on there. I was watching it explode. And then I was really inspired by a brand new social media platform that could give people the opportunity to create businesses. And so all these people that were super talented. So my, my passion actually started right in the very beginning helping creators. And there were so many amazing, talented, creative people who didn't know how to market themselves to be able to make a side income or to make their creativity a full-time job for themselves and income. And that's where I first started. So what would happen is I'd consult people and people would, they, they would look at me and be like, well, hey, I'm following everything that you're doing, but it's not working. And I couldn't kind of explain, you know, you need to be able to design your grid. People are only, so on Instagram, it's really important that your grid is cohesive, that you've got a good color scheme, you've got some white space. And for me, that came quite naturally and I'm quite visual. But when I was trying to explain to other people, they couldn't kind of grasp that. And so I was helping them with paint and they were like doing snap guides and Photoshop, trying to create their grids and understand how it all worked. And I was like, well, I said, just make an app that does this. Surely a drag and drop gallery can't be that hard. 
this is the optimistic Christy. <laughs> no big deal. So it can't be that hard. I'll just build this app and just upload photos and just drag and drop and like just design your grid out. I'll be totally fine. And that's kind of what happened. And because I'd been in the service industry for so long, I felt, oh, I finally have an idea for a product. Like I can't actually photograph a phone in an app. I can't photograph my mind and my strategies. Right. So I was walking through... I think it was a Sunday. It had woken me up a few times over a couple of months. And I was walking through like a shop randomly on a Sunday. And I had a panic attack, like my very, very first panic attack. I was like, oh my God, I have my idea. This is it. And I had a full-blown panic attack and I was in. That was it. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. Let's go. And <laughs> so for all of you out there that have ever suffered from a panic attack, what Christy is saying is that could be a good thing sometimes, right? Oh gosh, they're not they're not nice, but this one was like a life changing one. <laughs> it was the day I decided I'm all in. I'm going to do this. I'm passionate enough that I could probably talk about it day in day out, and I could help that many more people. I'm I'm in. So it was kind of was a, a, a massive epiphany for me. That's amazing. One of the things that I talk about both on the show and in and in the bombshell business form of the book is that you know, women have a really powerful way of interpreting business because all businesses, all fancy definitions aside, all businesses is that I'm solving problems for you in exchange for money. And when women especially find their greatest value to serve another human being, you're unstoppable because we have hearts of service to begin with. And not that men don't, but just in general, I feel like men or women tend to be very service oriented. What we have a problem with is accepting that money in return and making it a business. So how did yeah, you exactly. how did you make that connection of this can really be a business and I can I mean seven figure business with with less than a year. That's incredible. Take us down that path. So I had the idea and then apps are really expensive. I don't know if anyone's thought or looked everyone's had an app idea, right? But no one's gone, okay, I'm gonna do this. So when I was investigating how much an app actually costs, you're going to be easily set back $100,000 for a custom app. And I didn't have $100,000. I was at home being sick. (laughs) So when I started kind of after a few months, I was starting to feel a little bit better. So I would wireframe the app out and send it to overseas development teams and say, what do you think this should look like? And every time I got a response and tell me what else needed to be done. Yeah, so I went and worked for an app and web agency for free. And it took them a year to build the app. So because I didn't have any money for a year, I had no income for a year and I had credit cards and obviously having to fork out money for other things like people to help me build a website and things like that. I knew that immediately the app had to make money. And I had this massive vision for I want where I wanted plan to become. And if I hadn't charged any money, then I couldn't build a team out and I would be stuck with this teeny I mean, it would be a little app because it would just be me trying to figure it out. But had I had the money to get support and build a team out, then that's when I knew that it needed to be revenue generating from day one. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot, there's a lot in there. Let me pull out one quick question because this is a big, big thing that I see appear in my inbox from listeners and that's fear. So you had these medical issues, I'm sure medical bills, <laughs> you had <laughs> no job, no, well, I mean, you had a job, but just not one that paid you. And you're building this very expensive product, hoping that it, knowing that it would work. I won't say hoping because you knew at, at a gut level that this was definitely going to be something yeah. that worked. 
Where did fear come in and how did you overcome the fear along the way? I, I turned the fear into excitement and just went with that. I wasn't ever really scared. That's amazing. That is so great. Yeah. And and there are, there's, a think, a video going around Facebook maybe where somebody says, you know, instead of saying I'm scared, you immediately say I'm excited that it's the same visceral feeling oh, really? that your yeah. body has. Yeah. So that's, that's mm-hmm. brilliant. Okay. So yeah, no, it literally is the same feeling, but I was more excited because I was like, oh, finally, once it's out, I can actually get to work on it and be excited about it. And no, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy optimistic, but I was never really scared. I, I knew like I had this just absolute feel a feeling that everything was going to be fine that's a lesson right there is if you, if you keep believing no matter what hiccups you hit, that you can figure out a solution. (laughs) Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so now you've come through all of this, you've created Mm -hmm. this app and now I would love for our bombshells to understand exactly what, what plan does. So it's plan P L A N N if you're listening and then also getting into the app store, you definitely want to download it. Tell us about that. Yeah. So the the original thought behind it was the drag and drop gallery, which we talked about earlier. So I wanted people to better understand they could put images in a gallery and then drag and drop and visually design it. And then came the, oh, but what if I want to filter it? So we added filters. So now you can edit and everything and schedule your posts. And then it became a full management suite <laughs> where you can um, look at your analytics your posting history to see your best engagement rates. It even dials right into your best performing color schemes. And the reason that I put that in is because I saw so many people putting these really dark photos of cocktails in a nightclub or smiling outside, like really dark photos that just, they're just on Instagram, they don't really work. And I was trying to think of a smart way to teach people that. So I built in this way with, if we look at your best performing colors, it's pretty much 99% not going to be dark brown. Mm-hmm. So it was to help people understand the platform a little bit better. Uh, and then I built a strategy tool. So what happens with Instagram is it's a well-rounded story, just like brand storytelling. You've got to tell um, your behind the scenes pieces, your sneak peeks, your product shots, your sales pitches, things like that. They all kind of fit together into, to create one story. So I made a way that you can put placeholders and plan out a strategy that you then lay images over the top of once you've finished out or fleshed out what that story is. So it has become a full suite of management. And I think the, the one the one feature that gets raved about the most is the hashtag feature. So you can save sets of 30 yes. inside the app and we'll let you know how many mentions and a hashtag has had. So you can choose, maybe it's had too many hashtag mentions or maybe not enough. So the strategy behind that, if anyone's wondering, is that if you use hashtags that have over a million users or like messages or posts about that hashtag, it's... It, it's much less likely that you'll be discovered. So if you're using kind of more niche ones, so ones between, you know, 100 to 300,000, you'll probably definitely be seen for a little bit longer. Or we recommend anywhere between 250 and 750,000 mentions. Depending on the higher you go, the better your engagement rate needs to be to stay visible in that in that thread of hashtags. That's awesome. And I know that, that Christy just ran through some of those numbers pretty quickly. So we'll go back and make sure that those are in the show notes. So you could just go to the Bombshell Business app, 
go to the podcast section and look for her episode and and that'll all be right in there for you. Um, maybe we might even put something in the worksheet area so you could just download that. Yeah, and, it's and in the it. app as well. Oh so my if gosh. you're downloading plan, if you download plan as well, we um I wanted it to be more of a teaching tool and a bit of a coach. So it is in there as well if you're looking for it. So that was going to be my next comment was that this <laughs> isn't just a tool. It's really an Instagram coach with the tool to execute your coaching. I mean, that's, that's yeah. brilliant. I wanted to put my brain in the app. So <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> that is awesome. So, okay. Yeah. Now the, the question that I have personally, and that I also see other people struggle with is, so I don't have a product and Instagram is very visual. I have a service. And so there's only so many pictures of yourself you can post on social media, you know, that's, you know, and still be interesting. So how would a service-based business, so like an attorney, a hairdresser, a massage therapist, a personal trainer, which I think personal trainers, because they can show exercises and that sort of thing might have a little easier go, but. I think it's, I know exactly what you're saying because you can't, you feel like you can't take enough photos. You don't have enough content, but I do, I do disagree. I'm not sure you're not surprised. <laughs> no, I love it. I love pushback. That's my favorite. <laughs> um, so the thing, the thing with service is that, yes, you don't have something physical, but you are still selling a lifestyle and all of the things that fit within that lifestyle. So say if we take the hairdresser, for example, right? She has, she might have a salon, she might have an at-home salon, but she has different tools that she uses and different products that she uses. And she learns from different bloggers or she has a different daily routine. So all of these storytelling pieces, she's got little pieces of her day that she can photograph or she can repost something from her community or someone's that she has helped and talk about their business. So right in a nutshell there, there was like nine different ways mm-hmm. of like for me, I work in nines, the grid. Yeah. Um, so that was nine things and you can just repeat that. Okay. With different imagery. I don't know if that makes sense. So like the hairdresser, no, you might completely. Why one day it might be like your hands with the scissors or it might be uh, like foaming shampoo. Like there's just so many, like you just got to think about texture and lifestyle because one hairdresser might be for cutting edge, you know, men's barber cuts. And one might be for a high color stylist. So I have to know immediately looking at nine to 12 images of your grid, what you do. And if you're a direct sales, like I have a lot of people, shout out to all my Stella and Dot ladies listening. They they are very much selling not just the product or, or my Keep Collective designers. They're not just selling the jewelry. They're selling the opportunity, meaning the ability to be a designer or to be, you know, or if maybe it's Avocare or whatever, but in those direct sales, you're recruiting people to sell on your team. You're also recruiting or you're, you're trying to sell the actual product itself. But would you recommend in that case too, to show like the trips you get to go on and that sort of thing to, to create the whole picture of what it means to be a part of that direct marketing company. Yeah. So you, you'd sit down and be like, what does this lifestyle look like? And you'd plan out, here are the 10 things that this lifestyle gives people. And is it luxury? Is it casual? Like, what is that visual? Is it chick? Is it flashy? Like, what is that lifestyle? And then you can work your imagery around that. Okay. So how does plan help people both make money and then also build influence? So we know that we can make it pretty. So that, that, that 
far, you're coaching us all through that right within the app. But then we want to make those pretty things turn into green things, cash in the bank. Yeah, absolutely. So we, I always recommend, so when you're scheduling, I'm a bulk person. So um, you find that you're more successful when you sit down and you have that strategy and then you can write out all of your captions. And all your captions will have a call to action or a CTA in marketing world. And this is where you start to turn them into money. So you're, you're probably have a lead magnet or you might have something on your website or an offer. So your captions for one week might lead people to that and you start your email list and you can email them there. So you're building your influence because they're finding you across multiple platforms. So Instagram is a lead generation tool where you can be discovered. It's the best social media platform and the highest form of engagement of any social platform. So it, it really is for you to drive them to wherever your business goal is right now. So, for example, my business goal currently while we're filming, well, while, while we're chatting is that I am like a couple of days away from launching our web app. So, everything that we do is associated right now to getting people on our wait list, email list. And that is all that I'm focusing on because eventually they all turn into warm leads, which will turn into them purchasing different plans on our web version four plan. So, yeah, it's coming to desktop. Finally, it's taken me a year and a half. But you'll see that we had sneak peeks along the way and and we built our community by teaching them things that they didn't know about. And so they thought of us as a thought leader. And then so when we said, hey, we've got this product coming as well, we have tens of thousands of people waiting already. That's amazing. And I don't have, we don't have a huge following on plans. I just wanted to give you an example of it in, in, my, in real life. So we have like, we're just shy of 20,000. But to have more than that on our wait list is crazy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So listeners, we need to go back. So scroll back through their Instagram feed so you know exactly what she's talking about. So if that's so you can mirror what it is that plan is doing for this launch that you could possibly be doing with whatever it is that you want to promote and pay attention to their call to actions and how they're wording things and the pictures that they're using to give you an idea. And obviously plan is an app, is a, is a tech tool. I mean, there's differences between that and what you're so doing. So it's hard to photograph like what you're saying, you know, well, how do you find images to do that? Like, right. I think we posted, <laughs> I think we, I think we can't just, we can't just post pictures of people holding a phone. Like that would be so boring. So we're selling the lifestyle. So the lifestyle plan is make your life easier. Go like feel like you're on a social media holiday. So it's that brand feeling. So I'm a marketer at heart. So for me, the biggest thing was our brand identity. How do we make people feel after they've had an experience with us? Because it's not during the interaction. It's actually after the interaction that you feel how you felt about that brand. So I wanted to make sure people knew that we were creative, we're intuitive, we were thoughtful and helpful. And we're a bit crazy. To be honest, I wanted a team of like kind of funny people because that's who I wanted to be around. And we pull that through our captions and well, every avenue of our business, including app updates across every customer touch point. But if you do go back, like there was some, some random picture of a girl in a tracksuit doing this weird pose and it was just like an awkward pose, but was kind of humorous. And they captioned something like, this is how we're going to be stepping out once our, this is how our web app's going to step out into the world. That's awesome. <laughs> so do you <laughs> like, recommend just, there's, I mean, there's a bajillion different sites out there that you can get stock images. And originally Instagram mm-hmm. was like, you would never find a stock image on Instagram. That was like bad form, but now it's all over Instagram. So what are your thoughts on creating your own images versus integrating some stock or using all stock? What What do you think about that? 
I think there's a healthy mix. It depends on your business goals. So for me personally, it depends on, say, an artist. I wouldn't be recommending doing stock images right? unless it was, you know, maybe a close-up of a paint palette or something. But I'm always for doing custom photo shoots and because you've got more control over it and it's, it's more of your brand and personality in the images to pull through. But obviously that's like for me, I would always highly recommend that. I did one photo shoot and it lasted me a year. I just would crop images, I'd rotate them, I'd repost them, but nobody knew. And it, it cost me maybe $1,000 for a year of content. Like that, for a, a platform with 1 billion people and you need to stand out and be competitive, I definitely recommend doing that. The other alternative is to splash in some stock images. Just make sure they fit with your color scheme and your grid or you filter them enough. So in our web products, you can actually go into plan um, the desktop version and when you're adding images into your grid or your galleries or your manager, or your media manager, you can actually select to search from stock images. So we've got three different stock image websites that you can pull into and claim as your own. That's amazing. That is, yeah, so that's soon. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, hopefully, hopefully once this podcast in the world, it is there. It's already up and Go and check it out on the website. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that is definitely something that you all want to do is get, if, if it hasn't launched already by the time we air this episode, then you certainly want to be sure that you get on the, on the list because I mean, we've already established that the most engagement for a business happens on Instagram out of all social media platforms. And I'll be honest, Instagram is where is where you're going to find like pictures of my son and all of his teenage friends and like what I ate for lunch. Like my Instagram game is terrible, terrible. So um, Snapchat. (laughs) What's that? Those items are for Snapchat. They're for Snapchat. Yes, 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 yes. So, so what about stories? Like what, what is, how does, how do stories fit into plan? Yeah. Stories are a great extension of anyone's brand and they're People feel like the the images that you have in your grid are kind of those prime ones, but the the stories can be a little bit more candid, which is great because it's just less effort, which is amazing. Everyone wants less effort. So Plan does let you schedule stories. So you can upload videos and we'll schedule them to the app and you can push them through when you're ready. And yeah, I I would always recommend having at least putting one up every 12 hours so that you're always fresh. There's always content for you happening. So they disappear after 24 hours. So if you've got two, and they just it just becomes an extension of that story. So, you know, how we're talking about the different themes and the placeholders of telling the story. You can just do the exact same thing with stories. Awesome. So you're kind of like living parallel worlds. One is complementing the other. Exactly. So, I mean, on mine, on my personal account, I'm crazy. And I roll a skate and I, when I say crazy in a fun way. And I love to roller skate at the beach. So there might be pictures of you know, my roller skate obsession and which color should I buy next and, and bringing people in to be interactive with me. Or it might be us being silly in the office, having karaoke dance off. So it's just showing what I'm about. So I'm about having fun, building a great team and building a great product. And that is my kind of my theme and what I stand for. And that is what you'll see across my images and my stories. So I, I wouldn't, it'd would be very rare for you to see pictures of food. Right. <laughs> yeah, you you wouldn't see any picture come on mine. You, I would ne- probably never unless we're at a work lunch. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a foodie. My mom's a chef. I work in hospitality a lot. So I just like, I love yeah. food. I think it's beautiful. I think it's their art, you know, so it's very hard for me to not share that with the world. 
But um, <laughs> well, I mean, Instagram is each to their own. Like I'm talking, you know, top level strategy of Instagram. But right. I mean, it's it's your own thing, and everyone knows that there's a person. The best thing about Instagram is that everybody knows there's a person behind the feed. You're dealing with a real human. Mm-hmm. It's not automated. Well, kind of sometimes it is, but you're talking to a person. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to see the person behind the scenes and what they get up to. So. And, and, but to your point, like you can be, you could be scheduled without looking automated and there's a difference automated to me that that word makes me sound, makes me like think C3PO, like, you know, like there's, it's just getting churned out. Whereas really opening up the, the person behind the business or whatever that is, you could schedule that and still be authentically the business that you are, the person that you are and be very absolutely vulnerable absolutely. about. A lot of people think that being authentic on Instagram means posting in real time. And that's just not right because Instagram is a marketing tool. It's a business marketing tool. So you've got to make that work to your advantage. Authentic is being authentically you while you're running a business. Right. Love it. Love, love, love that. That's great advice. So you talked about having a great team and and obviously have a great culture and you and I share the dance party breaks <laughs> for meetings. I like, may or may not be known for that and my desktop disco ball. Tell us about like, how do you keep that energy going with a remote team that's happening more and more becoming the norm is to have a remote team. How do you keep everybody connected? It definitely comes from the top. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to brought from the top down. So my energy, I've been told is contagious. I'm a little bit hyperactive. Uh, I would agree. And I, yeah. And my husband is quite chatty, always has a smile on his face. And from the two of us running the different areas of the business, it does filter through. And when we make hiring decisions, we don't hire the same as us, but we, we hire people that complement everybody. So you don't want to hire everyone with your skill set. So we have like a really great mix of personalities um, so like one thing that we've done, like for Christmas, we sent everyone. So we have 30 staff across nine time zones. Wow. And for Christmas, we went and like bought everybody something a little bit quirky and sent it to them all. And we'll sign into Slack, which is what we use to run our business and do a Slack video call. And everyone has to go around the room room, and mm-hmm. open their gift and and chat. So we have like regular meetings. We have full team meetings. Our Slack channels are full of everyone has to have a Bitmoji because it is it, it can be hard because you get lost with, you know, typing and it's just we use a lot of emojis, we use a lot of gifts. So we try and incorporate personality into our conversations because tone can be lost in remote teams sometimes. So we make sure to that that line is always being addressed and there are emojis flying everywhere. That's, that's- <laughs> That's the way to go. I always tell people, if you text message me, just just prepare yourself because like gifts and and bitmojis and emoticons and all that, that that is going to be the majority of my message because I want you to feel what it is that I'm feeling and not just see words. That's not enough for me. So <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so what about, and, and maybe we, we could wrap up with this because I know I have a lot of listeners who have a dream and they are scared to pursue that dream because they have to bootstrap. And that's not necessarily a dirty word. I believe that when you bootstrap, you learn a lot of lessons that as you scale, you can... Do you know what I've learned the most? Like being bootstrapped in tech is almost unheard of because they cost that much to run. Yeah. So I call, instead of being bootstrapped, I call it customer funded. I love it. 
Let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. So we're customer funded. So all of our customers, without their money and their support, then we can't grow our business. And that's technically what Bootstrap is. Instead of asking investors for money, and most of the investors want you to grow your business at 100x or 100 times bigger than what you are so they can make their money back. Like I, I don't have to answer to them. I can make decisions, which some of my peers that have investors will push them to make revenue decisions where I can make people decisions. Mm. And as an example, while we've been working on desktop, um, I wanted the team to come together so that we're all working together and we all understood the vision and where we're going. So we went to Bali and took the team to Bali. And if I had an investor, can you imagine? Like, they would hey, be like, no. The team to Bali. <laughs> They'd be like, don't you think you could spend the money somewhere else? But it made the, the team camaraderie and the morale like amazing. And we don't have, we have a zero, we have a hundred percent retention of staff. That's incredible. Which is more important to me than rank, you know, than earning huge money and making someone else rich. So for me personally, I have enjoyed being bootstrapped and at this up until this point of my journey, I mean, things might change. I, I will never say never and I, I'll never say that I will always be bootstrapped because I don't know the future and I'm open to possibilities. But for right now, like the journey that I've been on, being bootstrapped has been one of my favorite things, although really hard much harder journey to go on because you don't have the cash to pay for staff and you've got to do a lot more yourself. So I was burning like 18 hour days for almost two years by myself. So my mental health, every minute of it. Well, so did it well, I loved it, but yeah. yeah, but my mental health, my friendships, my family, I, I literally sacrificed my body, everything. So it wasn't easy, but I was just like, well, you know, 98% of startups fail so I, this isn't an option. This this is not failing. And so I just threw, I said, I was just going to throw everything I had at it. And that's, yeah, the gung-ho, crazy, optimistic streak in me. The, there's a theme that I, I keep coming back to every, you know, almost every episode. And that's when you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. And so, yes, yeah. you might be saying no to the easy funding because you want to say yes to your people. You want to say yes to being in control of your lifestyle. And when you were saying yes to not necessarily taking good care of yourself, you were saying you were basically saying no to maybe some of the preferred ways of of having a healthy lifestyle because you were saying yes to growing something that could sustain you long term and bring you the joy in the future. And so sacrificing now for the benefit of later, you know, that's just that's always yeah. a struggle. And now I get now I've hired my husband, which is brilliant. So the best thing about having my husband in the team is that he's he has seen the, the journey. So he's understood the business and my mission and how passionate I was already. So he was kind of already invested. And he now like him and I we can work from our laptops anywhere we want. We can go traveling together and still, you know, earn an income. So it has been lovely that we can do that together instead of me. Like I went and moved to Silicon Valley for three months of last year on my own. And he was working in a corporate job here in Sydney and it was horrible. I missed him terribly. And now we can do it together. Awesome. That is so great. That, I mean, you woke up one day, decided you were going to do something. You've taken every difficult and sometimes easy, no brainer step to get there. And now you're reaping the benefit. So what's next for you? Maybe not even necessarily for plan, but for you as a woman. For me as a woman, I would like to be stepping out of the day to day. So I'm still the product designer. I design every feature. I decide which bug, which button everything gets changed in the product so I'm hoping that um in the next six to 12 months I'll be able to kind of step back a little bit and that plan will be 
Lachlan more not as heavy reliant on me and my brain as much so I can take a step back refocus on my health and then potentially um have a family there you go that's amazing and as quickly as you've managed to do everything I've got all my money on you making it within that time frame you just mentioned (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed I have like my dream I call them my dream team I'm so happy with my I love I love my team. So I'm hoping and everyone kind of steps in like, I would love to help with this. I would love to learn more about that. And so they have me to mentor and teach. So right now my time is spent mentoring and teaching. So I'm hoping it, it's working fast. I hope it's less than a year. That's awesome. So great. Well, you have you have provided so much wonderful information. I mean, beyond even the incredible tool that you've developed, really some good secrets about Instagram, some big pictures things, as well as the more tactical things. Life as a female entrepreneur and what it takes, the grit and the passion and the commitment and and failing forward. Another thing we like to say all the time in the bombshell world, what parting advice do you have for our listeners as they are probably jaw to the floor following along on this episode (laughs) um I think the biggest thing for me when people are like oh my god how did you do that I was like well I just did it I just wanted to do it so bad that I just did it so yes it can be scary but you just you just do it and what happens is that you just start your energy and you talk to people about what you're doing and then they're like oh I know someone who might be interested in hearing more about that and because you're talking about it with such passion and conviction and that you're actually showing signs of doing it you actually don't know who you're going to meet. And as an example, I ran, and this this is like part of my crazy journey, like one of the biggest turning points for my business and me personally, I was running a workshop for how to, what was it? Something like how to make your brunch look good for Instagram, like a, this random little thing. And someone said, hey, why don't you learn how to do pitching? It'd be great as a, as a founder for you to get out of the house and meet other founders and go to this night school. So I went to this night school. And then third lesson in, I meet this woman, who then, you know, I didn't know who she was at all. And then by the end of it, we'd become really good pals. And she's like, I know you don't know who I am, but I was one of the first staff members at Dropbox, at Google, at WhatsApp. And I have a house in Silicon Valley. Do you want to go live there for three months? I'm like, okay. So, and so I got to live in Silicon Valley for free and she introduced me to a network and I ended up at Instagram's seventh birthday party. Had I not had put myself out there and ran that workshop at the very beginning, that entire series of events would never have happened. And you just have to, you just have to put it out there. You have to trust Mm -hmm. the universe. You have to, you've got to move towards what it is that you desire and trust that not every single step you're going to make is the step that gets you there, but it will move you towards it. You will find your way there. Exactly. Most of the time in a way, (laughs) bigger, better way than you could have possibly put your small, small mind around. So that fear thing. So just like sometimes that fear can reduce your dream. So if I had said, I want to build an app and it'd be okay if 10,000 people used it, like it, it, that's probably what I would have reached. So I just went, I want this massive product. I want to teach millions of people around the world how to, how to use Instagram and make money and, and be successful. And had I, had I reduced that dream and not been crazy with my big thought, then I would have only reached my small goal. That's incredible. 
thank you so, so much for sharing your journey, for sharing you. I, I love how open you are. We, You and I would oh, go along famously with some red wine. Let me tell you what. Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you taking the time to pour into the Bombshell Business community. And I know that they will eat up everything that you've shared. I don't even have to wish you luck because it's clearly following you everywhere you go. So it's my mentor at the moment. Live your life like it's already rigged in your favor. Yes. Yes, Mm -hmm. That is a cyber fist bump right there. (laughs) Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. And then if anyone wants to continue chatting with me, I'm on Instagram at Christy Lady Lawrence. And I'm always up for a good pun and dad joke. I love it. And then of course, tell tell us your, your website where people can find you there. So you can have a check out our web product and our app at planthat.com, P-L-A-N-N-T-H-A-T.com. We also publish three. So we have three blog posts that we publish every week, which are advanced social media strategy and how to use Instagram and how to build your business for free. Love it. All right. Well, bombshells, um, I, I hope you really enjoyed this one. Go out, start moving towards your dreams today, right now, towards your big, big dreams, not the little ones that you reduce them down to. And be sure to check out Plan and start um, rocking that Instagram game. I'm going to make that commitment with you and improve mine. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses. <laughs>